You know, sometimes when you work at a place for a decade, you can begin to take the boss for granted. Then you hear him introduced on a podcast. He is a former Disney Imagineering team member. He also helped launch Disneyland Paris and spent time at Sony Pictures Entertainment before taking a different path, one that saw him lead teams at Navtech. At Rivet360, he leads his team as they create award-winning podcast and video content for brands and publishers working across all digital channels. I'm Rob LaFrenz of Rivet360, here to introduce you to a special episode of Talking the Drive, where we turn the tables on our usual host and my boss, John McLeod, who sat down for an interview with NAB podcast host, Josh Miley. Here's how it went. John McLeod, CEO of Rivet360, host of Talking the Drive. Tell us about Talking the Drive, what it is, why you started it. Thank you, Josh. There's a bit of an arc to to why I'm producing a podcast and hosting a podcast, because I certainly did not start out there. My background has, has spanned from Disney building theme parks to being one of the uh, people who revolutionized GPS navigation in the in the car. And then started, I started Rivet Radio with the intent to become the, the Pandora or Spotify for news, where you could get local contextual, basically on-demand news delivered to you based on where you were, what you wanted, what you were thinking. And we started as a B2C app. We were uh, getting integrated into cars, into Jaguars. And this is before Apple CarPlay and, and Android Auto. And we were just so far ahead of, of, of the market uh, that we frankly could have gone out of business years ago, but uh, our customers were really interested in the content we were producing, whether it was syndicated content via the Associated Press, the Associated Press is an investor in Rivet, but we also then developed a podcasting expertise where uh, brands and publishers would want to hire us and and, and pay uh, pay for us to produce uh, podcasts for them. And so one of the, the lines of businesses that has evolved and now matured and grown is that Rivet360 is a podcasting consultancy and, and production studio where we produce podcasts uh, for others. And about two years ago, uh, we started getting some inquiries into our technology which is all around, again, the, the contextual creation and delivery of, of, uh, of audio content. Uh, uh, and so with my background in navigation, went back and started talking to people, uh, the auto industry to see what, what had changed and realized that the connected car was actually finally about to happen. And by that, I mean, yes, there was always connection. You could you know, listen to radio in the car, you could get satellite, you could download software, but the idea that uh, the car was truly connected, it had a true uh, uh, internet connection where you could, you know, basically stream content, be always connected, know what's around you. That was finally happening. And so I went back to the auto industry and started talking to car companies and suppliers and all of those folks. And it was really hard for me to get meetings, even even though, you know, I was a very senior executive at one point in time in the auto industry, it was very hard for me to, to get people to, to talk to me, to set up meetings. And then I'd have these meetings and conversations and it was poof, the conversation would disappear. And so about nine months ago, I'm thinking to myself, you know, my company produces podcasts. What if I used podcasting as a way 
to develop this strategy, to develop this this business, you know, thinking around 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 it. And so so basically I I instead of calling up a senior executive at one of the you know big companies and saying, hey, I'd like to have a meeting, I called up and said, hey, I'd like you to be on my podcast. And they go, sure. And all of a sudden I'm having conversations with these executives in ways that are far better, far richer than if I was having a traditional business meeting. And we're having conversations where we're trying to build a consensus about ideas and what's possible. And it, it becomes a very collaborative conversation versus if I was walking in to a meeting that would have taken two or three months to set up, he, the person would have looked up at me and said, oh, what are you selling me? And it, it just it just changed the whole nature of the conversation. And so this 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 concept of podcasting as being part of a way of building a dialogue, building a business um, strategy is really something that it surprised me how effective these conversations are. And then when you look at the arc of this podcast, what what is because the it's really a podcast with a mission. It's it's kind of like my Odyssean journey trying to reinvent, you know, audio and radio in the car. But this on this journey, now all of a sudden conversations from before be, can inform the, the current conversations. And so even though every podcast episode is a standalone episode, if you listen from the beginning, you feel the arc of the conversation, how we're getting smarter, prior conversations inform current conversations, lead to other conversations. So I'm very excited about it. And uh, and uh, I'm just uh, thrilled at finding what what I feel is kind of an innovative way to use podcasting. But I think it's a really powerful business development tool. And who knows, maybe someday podcasting will be one of the core courses in uh, at Harvard Business School. Well, one can only hope. And and, and listen, I, I love the the talk about the story arc and the through lines. Uh, and I love that it's it's business development and lead gen, and, and that's really where we're gonna gonna go down the the rabbit hole for the rest of this conversation. Is but tell me just so so people can once again grip and understand. So you know you're putting it out in the world. Traditionally, people think, "What are my analytics? Who's listening and stuff?" I'm sure there's a bit in on that, but that's not how you measure success here. So tell me how you measured the success of this podcast. So to me, if there are 50, 100, 200 people I can reach with this podcast, but but it's the right people, that's going to be a huge success. Because what's interesting about it, and I've been in the innovation business a long time. I started, my first job out of college was, uh, believe it or not, building Epcot Center as a Disney Imagineer. And that was all about the most creative, talented architects, engineers, writers, you know, Hollywood producers building this, this theme park. Yeah. And, and we need, and I need to pick your brain on that on a, a friend's podcast, coasterradio.com somewhere down the line, because that's got to be, be some of the most amazing things, but that's not what we're here for. No, no, no. But I had but, to plug but, it because you but, keep, you keep mentioning Disney and I'm keep like, I don't want people to like my jaws <laughs> dropping just as their jaws are dropping. So I had to mention. Right. But it was, so thank you. But, 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 but to me, so I've been around innovation a, a, a lot. And what you realize is, that in the most creative companies, and I, you know, I use Walt Disney, I, I was at Sony Pictures as well. What you, what you realize is that 
98% of the people in the company are executing and doing and doing the job and really don't have the ability to think about what should be done. It, it, it So much of these entertainment companies and creative companies are about the execution and figuring out how to get it done. And a very small percentage of people actually have the mandate and the skill set to think about what should be done. My podcast goal is to reach the people in the auto industry, whether it's the OEMs or the key suppliers or the key providers of technology and innovation. My podcast is about reaching that one or 2% who are thinking about what should be done. And trying to find those people is really hard. And having this offer of saying, come and be on my podcast, it just creates such a different dialogue that leads to other things. And so that's the purpose of this. I am not in, I would love to have a lot of lot of people listening to it, but it's a little too geeky uh, if you really <laughs> listen to it. Uh, but it's but for the people who matter, it's very real to them. You probably knew of a couple of these one or two percent people. So those were kind of like your first guest with the hope that once it's out there and you know, hey, we're promoting this and you're gonna promote it too on your social channels or whatever, that's gonna reach the next guests or the next people or in the organic conversations with those on your show. Hey, you know, this was great. You should also talk to person X. This can take it down that path. That's kind of how it builds out. And next thing you know, you've, you've kind of ingrained yourself in that ecosystem of the people you want. Yes. And, and what I would say is that, you know, part of this is that getting, getting those people on my podcast, but the other part of it is getting them to listen to it and, being willing to have a more private conversation about, you know, what they're doing and what I'm, what I'm trying to do, because a, a lot of this is delving into the more private part of company strategies. And a lot of, you know, de depending on where you are, who you're talking to, they're open to talk about certain things, but they're not going to tell you what's, what's behind the curtain in their, you know, in their R and D lab. But if I'm able to come with, with some interesting insights and stories. And, and again, going back to Disney, and I know this isn't about Disney, but one of the key things about a podcast, about my podcast that I learned from what was called uh, Mickey's 10 commandments about building theme parks, but it was, it's about seek to inspire and entertain before trying to educate and inform. And so this podcast has and has kind of shifted the way I approach business and business meetings. I mean, I'm I can be pretty direct in terms of pitching something, selling something. That's kind, I mean, I've got an economics degree, MBA, all of that stuff. But this podcast is is kind of shifting it to saying, you know, let, let's get into areas of inspiration of, of what, what people are interested in talking about, and that's what I try to do in the podcast. I'm not trying to, you know, look underneath, look behind the curtain to see what they're building, but I'm trying to get them to talk about what's important. And, 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 and that's kind of the other, other benefit for me is having, having this podcast actually inform and I think improve the way I interact with people in meetings. I, I, I now walk into a, a business meeting less as a senior executive 
And more as a podcast host, thinking, how can I, how can I have a conversation with this person that that would be entertaining and, and thinking to myself, boy, if I could record this, this would be a fun thing to record. Now, I, I can't record them all. The ones I can record are great, but it, it's really helping change my management style. Now, is that the same with people that you have had on the podcast and interviewed and people that you haven't? Because I can see like if your starting point with someone is on the show then that that's like, that's the beginning. So when you walk in for like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to continue a conversation on a tangent that we brought up there, but it's something that's more, you know, an in-office thing. Can I come in? And they say, sure. I, I get where that puts you in that space. But are you also saying that if you go and it's someone cold or someone, it's a new client that has come up outside of the show that you're going in with a different mindset to those meetings as well? Yes. Yes. And it's not as explicit because, you know, when, when you started your podcast and when I start my podcast, you know, there's a little prep going on. We're going to talk about this. And then you kind of click, you know, the the record and, and now we're, we're, we're on and we're, we're talking. And so uh, that's a very clear space that we, we, we've moved into. I think it's more the way I have ad- adapted my meet let's call it my meeting style okay of 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 and re- realizing the benefits of being a podcast host can bring to a meeting because if you think you know again best practices my people were training me on how to be a podcast host it was always well john if you're going to host a podcast it's about your guest it's not about you it's about you bringing out the other person because at t- you know at times and maybe i'm dominating your podcast because i'm just talking all the time <laughs> but uh that's how i but, do it like like what they're teaching you that's like listen i come in to i i put it the ball on the tee and i get out of the way yeah right exactly i'm yeah, the so, audience trying to say okay if there's something here that they want to know a follow-up to it's my job to bring that follow-up and then move the conversation along through what we've kind of set up we wanted to bring to the audience so right it, Exactly. And this is my first time now being a guest on somebody else's podcast. So I think I'm reverting back to my prior behavior. But it's a self-awareness of yourself in a meeting, you, what your role is, what you, you know, what you want to uh, uh, accomplish, what, what you want to accomplish collectively. So it, for, for me, being a podcast host has really been a, just a great personal development for me. I mean, I, I feel like it's it's helped me a lot. So, yeah. And, and I think it, it's a natural step for people in the broadcast space, because listen, there's, there's a good healthy percentage that came from being on the talent side of things that went into management and just to remember that side of them or to understand if, if they've got a very good rapport where that comes from. So if they're trying to teach someone below them who doesn't have that, why they don't and how you can kind of coach that in. So excited that we're talking about this. You know, another thing that's popped up with all of it to me is, you know, you're doing this podcast, you've got this library of content, but it's not, listen, it's not like it just goes out into the ether. People listen, you know, that happened. And that's who I talked to two years ago. It's, it's a resource, right? Like that library of content can be used in other ways within your business, or at least can inform other paths that you go down. Can you talk about that a little bit? The goal of the podcast and all of my other conversations and research uh, and discussions is to try to move the automotive industry, the car companies, 
to something we're calling a smart driving experience. You've got a car, you've got a smart car. Why does your smart car not play you smart information and entertainment? You have apps, you have radio. It's kind of a mess uh, in the car, if, if you think about it, uh, for, from a consumer, from a driver, from a passenger perspective. And people might bring in Apple CarPlay and you know uh, and hook up, you know, hook, hook that up, and that competes with the satellite radio, that competes with the radio. And I don't think people quite realize how great it could be if there really was a an experience designed in the car. Um, and that is that is the goal of this podcast and my work is to try to have conversations, have the conversation. I have opinions. But right. I've learned a lot and my opinions have changed a lot with, you know, with these conversations and to bring these conversations and learnings into the industry and see if we can build alignment around a, a future where it really addresses driver and passenger needs. Um, I mean, if you think about it, I, I, the car is the biggest opportunity to do something unbelievably innovative. Every day, people spend an hour a day in the car. 300 million people. 300 million hours a day are spent in this captive place. And it's a mess in terms of how, what gets in there and everybody's competing to get in and you know the broadcasters are fighting to hold on, the satellite radio people were doing their thing. So what I'm trying to do is, 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 is bring this up the next level and see, is there something bigger and better that can be done? And with my background in mapping in location, one of my premises is that what's so unique about the car and that moving theater is it's always moving and the moving changes the context of what that those drivers and passengers are interested in you know what experiences can be created and designed for for that car that really takes advantage all of the data and when i when i say data you have a lot of data on your phone a lot of personal information a lot of that stuff the car has also a lot of data oh yeah you know it's, and if you could find a way to put the phone data and the car data together seamlessly so that you get in the car and it's as simple as radio, but as powerful and as smart, you know, as the internet, you put those together. That's always been our vision of, of, of what, what's next. And we tried it through the phone, bringing it in through the phone. But as, but, uh, but as I said, is I'm not a fan of CarPlay. I'm not a fan of apps coming into the car. I'm a, I love the iPhone. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's a Swiss army knife. It can do everything, <laughs> but, but it's basically bringing in something from the outside and playing, streaming all the content through the phone creates a disintermediation with what's happening in the car. And so again, going back to that original premise of what's changing in the car is it's actually finally going to have full internet. When Elon Musk slapped his iPad on the dash of the Tesla and put full internet in the car, that was a game changer. 
Yes. And, but, and he did it in a kind of a simple way. So what does that look like the next two or three generations down? That is what, that is where I think it's going to go in the car. And I think it's going to be a streaming dominated, dominated world for several reasons. I think streaming is what people want. It gives you the targeted ability to deliver content based on where you are and what you want. And, you know, there's all kinds of ways to enable that content to find you with streaming. But maybe the most important reason why streaming is going to happen big time in the car is because that's what the advertisers and marketers want. You know, I think about a DTS auto stage and right. the ability, we're, we're not saying broadcast not in the car. We're saying it's the different vehicle to bring that broadcast entertainment into the car, maybe switching over time. And I think everybody can agree. They, you know, will we'll disagree on timelines on it, I'm sure. But that we can all see that's kind of where this is going as, as, as the evolution of internet coming into the car has happened. That's um, a you know, lowercase I inevitability, right? With the no negative it, connotation, there's, that's an opportunity, right? Take advantage, be right there. And listen, you're, you're taking on a gargantuan task. Cause you're right. It's, it's a little muddled to say the least on these dashboards, you know, I mean, it'd be easier if everybody was just like, all right, hand it off to company X. You know, I'm not going to pick a car maker, but company X and let them figure it out and place it for all of us. That's right. not the way they want to do it. Everybody says, I need to get my people and have it be my own unique experience. That's confusing to a consumer on the front end to an extent, let alone on the back end, right? When, yes. when you're trying to figure this all out with everything you'd want to bring in. So Again, gargantuan task. You are gargantuan. You, I, and I agree, and 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 I believe me when I when I have these conversations with people who are you know broadcasters, it's it, they they will like find thirty two things wrong with you know what I said or I'm saying. Uh, but I, here's but but he, to me, it's a matter of time because the the value the the move from you know one to many to one to one. It, it, it's so powerful, the ability to, to pinpoint content and get, you know, get metrics back. Those, it, that's, going, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, I love what DTS Auto Stage is doing because it actually, it really brings to life what is possible from the consumer experience of getting the rich content. You get the image, the text, the back. So that to me, and that to me is a, what DTS Auto Stage is half of the half half of the solution. That's the solution of making that experience far more richer. The other half of the of the solution is what I learned from navigation, of basically instead of having a, a book of Thomas Brother maps that are now digitized and you looking through all the maps, you tell the nav system where you are and where you're going, and it flips the whole map inside out and delivers your personal route so that your map finds you along the way. So to me, what the DTS auto stage is half is half of the solution. The other is basically treating content the same way the navigation people did 20 years ago in turning the map inside out and having the content find you based on where you are, your context, your interest, your location, time of day. Are you are you going down to Starbucks? Are you commuting to work? Are you on a trip? You know, all of those things that 
AI and, you know, all, all the technologies that we've been working with are now converging so that you can actually create with almost no effort on the on the person, the driver's side, you can deliver that kind of a personalized and contextual experience. Now, is it going to happen this year and next year? No, no. But it's where it's where it's going to go. And and that's that's the place that I'm living in, is that it, let's call it the marriage of of really of of location and story in the car. That's that's the place I'm going. And it, it's influenced by my Disney background of storytelling and my nav tech background of GPS mapping and traffic. Um, and and I realize I'm way out there on this one. That's all right. There, there's a lot. I, I like having the idea out there, location and story, and let people, specifically on the radio side, think about how that can play together. Because the more people you have thinking on an idea like this, Ideally, you know, that's where the genesis of something is going to happen. So we've put that in the ecosystem and we we see what comes back over the next, you know, couple few days, months, weeks, years. See if anybody, you know, pings John McLeod to say, hey, I've got an idea. Let's chat about it on your podcast from the broadcast side. And, and, and we go. All right. Well, I'll tell you, what, you've given us a lot to think about. And, and that is the whole point of this. Right. Like when we have conversations like this, we either want to give people direct answers or we want to give people ways to put their brain in a different space so they can think about the possible and the, the potential of what's coming down the road. We're all futurologists in, in my eyes is, is what I think when we put ourselves behind one of these microphones. So John, uh, any last things you want to mention before we head out, or I just want to say thank you for the time. Josh, I, I want to thank you for uh, having me on your show. It's been, it's a lot of fun and I really enjoyed getting to know you. And I, I would love to have a couple more of these conversations. And uh, again, building on this business development concept i i think by having multiple conversations you can then kind of go back and see where this story arc started and where it's going and i've learned some things from this and uh really thank you for having me on the show you are welcome and uh, you know pin in it for now discussions later including those uh, about the creation of epcot because ears are still perked <laughs> on that one excellent happy to talk thanks for listening if you have any questions, drop us a line at drive at rivet360.com. Talking the Drive is produced by Rivet360 and is available wherever you find your podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.